Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. If you're new here, welcome. The Healthy Hustlers is a series of healthy conversations with influential hustlers, where together we chat health mindset and motherhood. Featuring easy to digest conversations with some of the most successful and influential people in our country, including the likes of Kayla Itzines, Megan Gale, Elise Knowles, Sarah's Day, Mick Fanning, and many more, this podcast is sure to give you a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and well-being goals. With over 150 episodes for you to enjoy through storytelling, my aim is to offer you a fresh perspective and inspiring insights that will empower you to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Today's Mama Chat is proudly brought to you by Bubba Bump, a gorgeous family business providing a one-stop shop for not only baby essentials, but also mother's postpartum care needs. Bubba Bump are known and loved for supporting and nurturing both mothers and babies with their gorgeous organic baby wrap carriers, organic baby lounges and essentials, while still having a beautiful focus on the postpartum care for mothers. Today, I'm joined by one of my favorite Instagram mamas, Danny Rogers. Danny and I connected a few months back and I was instantly drawn to her energy and wit. Danny is a mum of two with a former life lived in the fast-paced corporate world. So it's fair to say that we had a few things in common. Today, Danny works as an influencer for an array of leading brands in the lifestyle and motherhood industries, as well as providing her highly engaged online community with funny laugh out loud reels and content. Danny is one of those people who pop up on your screen and instantly make you feel happy, while also having a beautiful balance by vulnerably sharing the real moments in life that are often harder to navigate and speak openly about. Today's episode does include a conversation around Danny's recent miscarriage with her third little love, so I'd like to place a trigger warning for anyone who may be experiencing loss or grieving an unborn soul. Here's Danny. Lovely, Danny. Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I love it. I love that we're just watching each other having a bit of a chat, like just on a casual Tuesday. I love it. (laughs) It's so funny, isn't it? It's like, it's so funny because you connect, you know, you and I have connected over Instagram and I'm like, I feel like we're friends and then you go to yeah. listen. It's like, you kind of reminded though that you've never met in person. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but you feel like such good friends already. You pop up on the screen. Okay, how are you? Totally. I know it's a beautiful space to be in, but um, yeah, no, I'm really excited to chat to you today and we are chatting all things motherhood. Mm-hmm. And I guess I start most of the conversations in a really similar way and it's finding out what season of motherhood you are currently in? Look, to be honest, I feel like I'm almost in two seasons because I have quite a large age gap between my kids. So my daughter is nearly 10 and my son is two. So with her, you know, she's got a little bit of independence, but of course that comes with hormones and that evolution of going from a child to essentially a teenager, which is, you know, takes a couple of years, but there's a lot that goes along with that. So I do have a sense of freedom with her, but then with Archer, my son, yeah, we, we were talking about this off air, is that it's like toddler tantrums and big feelings and, you know, they're trying to navigate the world and they can't really communicate. So, yeah, that's a tough one. But I definitely feel in a very settled space, you know, I have the ability to have some flexible 
time to myself and um, reconnect with the person that I am outside of being a mum. And I think that that's really special. You know, when you're in the newborn phase, it can be really hard to see past it. But yeah, I'm definitely in in a good space. Oh, that's so nice to hear. And I think you're so right. Like that newborn space is like the fog is just so thick that it feels like this is my life now forever. Like what have I done? Why have I done this? And it's like, I remember just thinking like, how will I ever go out for dinner again? Like how will I do anything? When when will I ever uh, sleep again? Will I ever look human again? Yes. Yes. (laughs) But it's so true on the toddler stage then. It's like, it does, it comes with so many big emotions, but it does have its own freedom and flexibility and stuff, which is really nice. And you definitely cherish after the newborn stage. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. Um, how are you navigating those, I guess, big emotions and big feelings? It's so true that, you know, boys are very different to girls. Like my daughter from very early on could be reasoned with quite a bit. And I think I potentially did block a lot of it out, you know, just thinking, oh, no, it was all rainbow and sunshine when it wouldn't have been. Um, But with my son, you know, he, I don't know, I think it's that testosterone thing. Sometimes he just needs to get a bit ragey and let out his feelings. And then when he's done, he's ready for me to communicate with him. Uh, But it is really hard. You know, I don't think we talk enough about the fact that you almost have to reparent yourself when you're parenting your child. And that can be really difficult because, you know, my parents, and no offence to them, but it's it's what you know at the time, right? They, They would have just been like, you know, cut it out stop it, you'll get in trouble or you'll get a smack or whatever, whereas we're trying to really adapt to our children and all of the things that they're going through. But that takes a lot of patience uh, and that can be really difficult. But we're getting there. We just take one day at a time and try and work through it. Oh, my goodness. I seriously resonate with what you're saying so much because, yes, some days I'm just like, wow, like I'm learning every day how to actually manage you and how to keep myself calm and not be triggered by your big emotions. And it's like, it is, it's, it takes so much energy because it's like, we're aware of maybe get the way our parents' generation, you know, did do it. Was it maybe always the right, although they, they did the best they could with the knowledge and, you know, that they had. And we're so lucky to be in a space and time now where there's an abundance of, you know, books and knowledge and research to help guide us. But it is so exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like some days I just think like, oh, my goodness, like I just don't have capacity for anything else (laughs) other than helping you navigate your emotions because it's like can be so triggering for me and I'm constantly like having to recenter myself and be like, okay, how do I want to show up for you in this moment? Like, how can I support you with it also being so incredibly draining? <laughs> totally. And I feel like you, like, obviously, you know, the saying children are our biggest teachers. They really are because the, oh, the level totally. of triggers and understanding that you uncover from being a parent is wild. Mm. You know, like I am yep. so anal about time which I kind of always knew, but like if Archie's having a bit of a meltdown and we're supposed to be somewhere, it gives me serious anxiety. And I'm like, what is the, because I I can't control it. So it's just all of that stuff. And it's like, thanks, but can you not? I don't want your lessons right now. Let's just get out of here. No, (laughs) totally. What would you say has been kind of one of the greatest learnings that you have received from your children? I mean, so many things. I feel like Children just teach you, I've always been a very empathetic person, but I think they teach you the value of 
moments and slowing down and understanding and connection just they're so innocent and pure and it's almost sad to look at at how pure they are and realize that along the way you get lost in life and your responsibilities and yeah they've definitely taught me to slow down especially Artra which has been really nice yeah, I love that. And I love that you use the word pure because I'm like, I, um, the other day my dad had given my daughter a compliment. I can't remember what it was, but something about like, oh, you look so beautiful. She had something new on. She does a twirl and goes, ta-pa. And then he's like, don't you look beautiful? And she goes, yes, and walks away. And he started giggling and he's like, oh, the confidence. And I was like, oh, it's just so innocent of how beautifully and naturally they accept a compliment yeah and it, I just had this real moment where I'm like it just gets so knocked out of us as we grow and I was like if she was a 16 year old now saying reacting like that to a comment it would be oh you're up yourself or you yeah. love yourself or all of these things and I'm like these beautiful natural and like you say pure like reactions get so knocked out of us over time yeah. and then it's almost like we get to our age and stage where we're rebuilding all of that confidence back in us and it's just so interesting. I always think to myself, like, how do I continue to nurture this mm-hmm. as much as possible? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so there's all, oh, there it's is, hard. it's all these funny learnings and yeah, yeah, totally. And how do you feel that you really try to implement that, I guess, present moment and, and being in it with your kids when I guess you've got so much busyness going on around you with, with life and business and all of that? I definitely still struggle. It's it's a big thing for me. Um, I was in a very fast-paced, high-stress role for 12, 13 years, um, and it's only been in the last 18-odd months that I've taken a step back and now I work for myself, and I absolutely love that, but it does obviously come with its own challenges and demands. Uh, but I find I'm much better at it when we're not at home. So if we're in a different space, a different environment, I can almost be like, no, I want to soak this up so I'm still definitely trying to find that balance when we're just at home doing the everyday mundane things because yeah it's really hard to get out of your own head and be like okay this is not urgent right now or I can just sit for a minute but I do think having that encouragement of the fact that children only need 10 minutes of quality time each day to really feel that presence from you and I think we overcomplicate it a lot ourselves because we're like no I need to sit here and play Barbies for an hour or build blocks. But, you know, they're still learning themselves with independent play. And, you know, with my daughter, she needs to learn how to be creative on her own and not have my input. So I think it is just reminding ourselves of that balance as well. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about you and your background and also your beautiful family? Yeah, gosh, I feel like i um, setting up a dating profile here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like long walks on the beach. Give me all the juice. <laughs> um, gosh, yeah. It's so weird when someone's like, tell me about yourself. And I tell, like, I tell people about myself all day, every day. But it's weird when you have to like, categorise it. Yeah. Um, it's so true. <laughs> well, yeah, so I was in finance for 13 years um, in an array of different positions, corporate management, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I started a little Instagram page um, at the time. So I became a single mum when my daughter was eight months. I made the decision to leave my husband and obviously that was a massive journey and a lot of learnings along the way. But when I met my husband, or now husband, partner at the time, I guess 
he sort of helped me realize a lot of things in terms of just giving myself the space to connect with what I wanted to do. Like I almost came out of survival mode because I was a single mom. I had to provide, I had to do everything all the time. So I rarely had any space for myself and I never enjoyed the work that I did. And I think that's a, a huge thing as society, you know, you can be good at something, but it doesn't make you happy. And I was starting to realize that. So I needed a bit of a creative outlet, which was something that I'd lost amongst the madness of life. And so I started a little Instagram page and I was like, this is nobody's even going to look at this. It's just going to be this little dirty secret on the side. (laughs) Um, And I started to write things and share things about my experience. And it just sort of resonated with people. So um, at the time I did, you know, a few articles for Kids Spot and um, bits and pieces. And then I was like, look, people want to feel seen. They just want, they want to know that they're not the only one going through it. And it doesn't mean that you can fix it for them, but they just need someone to resonate with. And unfortunately, you know, I can speak to a few things, but I can't speak about everything. So yeah. I decided to start a podcast. And so I started a podcast to talk about things in motherhood and, yeah, it kind of grew from there and amongst all that, my husband and I got married and we had our son and um, there was a lot of learnings there because I had a high-risk pregnancy and he has medical issues, so that was quite a journey. So the past couple of years have been a massive evolution for me. But, yeah, wow. um, yeah it's, it's been good because yeah. it takes you to where you need to be, I suppose. Yeah, all that growth that it's just constantly giving you, massive. isn't it? And, yeah, yeah. evolution was so the right word like we're just always evolving as as humans aren't we yeah how did your daughter find that transition of you you know I guess it going from you and her to then having your your new husband come in and and a little baby brother I think she's incredibly resilient um and she's very intelligent and very aware of things so it was really crucial for me to have a lot of communication with her so Dan my husband was our friend first um, and we were yeah. genuinely friends. So yeah. we were friends for about six months. So she got to knew, got to know him and I haven't actually dated anyone, you know, seriously dated anyone uh, <laughs> <laughs> during, you know, the three, three and a bit years that I was single. And so when I sat down and had a conversation with her and said, you know, what, what would you think about mummy having a boyfriend? And she was like, absolutely. Oh, I love and that. She was she was nearly four at the time, and I was like, "What would you think <laughs> about so Dan being Mummy's boyfriend?" And she's like, "Oh my god, yes, he's so funny, he's hilarious, he should be our boyfriend." And I was like, "Well, I mean, you're actually not involved in the decision making process, but I'm glad that you approve. Thanks, doll." So yeah, oh, that is so good. That's was, so um, good. Yeah, one of those things, and and obviously when we fell pregnant. We communicated a lot with her about how things were going to change and, you know, that she was yeah. still valued and because she's old enough to absorb yes. that information. But because Archer was really unwell and we were in NICU for some time, it was, yeah, definitely a juggling act. But she mm. she sort of came to her own crossroads and was like, well, I can hate this guy or I can, you know, just go along with it and realise that he's a part of our family and and she adapted so well and she's the best little helper oh that's so nice she's yeah so how sweet. what's their bond like they're, oh my they're, god 
Oh, yeah. so beautiful. It kills me. It's so, oh, just, it's so good. She loves him and he loves her, but he's much yeah. more coy about it. He plays cool a lot more. And she's like, I'm obsessed yeah. with you. And he's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see so, you. Yeah. But no, it's, it is really precious. And it was a concern given the age gap, um, but yeah. it's actually worked out beautifully. Oh, that is so nice. And I'm sure you just feel like you've constantly got that little bestie with you with like totally. all the help and stuff that she would give. Yeah. 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 And I feel like it's a fine line too because I don't – I try not to take advantage of that because she's mm. she is still a child but she, yep. you know, sometimes will try and parent him and I'm like, no, no, you just – you just go and chill and I'll sort this out. But, yeah, yeah it's it's almost like I, I sort of sometimes have to be like, don't take advantage of this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go watch Netflix for five hours. So you don't have her doing the dishes that. and cooking all the dinner while you're uh, I mean, maybe I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> maybe I need to readjust totally. my priorities. Oh, I love it. And has your parenting style, would you say, changed between the two kids or what's kind of your philosophy and approach? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think um, part of that is because the two children are different. You know, every mm. child is different and no parent is perfect. Like none of us know what we're doing. Yep. But um, I have had quite an evolution in terms of my priorities and yeah, yeah. Um, I guess value for all the small moments. You know, I missed out on a lot when she was little because all I did was work and I had to, you know, you do what you have to at the time. But particularly with him, I'm very conscious of, you know, I really value our time together and all of those little things. And if he has a rough night and I have to, you know, rock him to sleep, which rarely happens, but I actually really enjoy those moments because I know how fleeting they are. So I think it just gives you that perspective and more value for the time. It doesn't mean it's easy and it's definitely still challenges, but yeah, I definitely have a higher value on those moments. We'll be right back after this healthy break. If there was one thing I learned the hard way after becoming a mum for the first time was how important it is to nurture yourself during the early stages of the postpartum journey. First time around, I put such a huge emphasis on my pregnancy journey, but then completely neglected my body and health once bub arrived. I promised myself I would never let that happen second time around. So this pregnancy, I've had a huge focus on preparing myself for the postpartum journey, a time to nurture both mum and baby. I was thrilled to stumble across Bubba Bump on Instagram, a gorgeous family business providing a one-stop shop for not only baby essentials, but also mother's postpartum care needs. Bubba Bump are known and loved for supporting and nurturing both mother and baby with their gorgeous organic baby wrap carriers, organic baby lounges and baby essentials, while still having a beautiful focus on the postpartum care for mothers. Bubba Bump's labour prep and postpartum recovery kits aim to help ease the unexpected pain and discomfort that follows on from having a baby. They're available in vaginal and C-section options with the aim of catering to and nurturing all mothers. I personally love the idea of the kits as it takes the stress and pressure away from knowing what you'll need post-birth. You can check out Bubba Bump's full range of baby essentials and mother's postpartum care by visiting bubbabumpbaby.com.au or simply clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. Yeah, perspective is such a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's just one of those things that like that little gift of, I think time too, like what you're saying with the like rocking and it's funny last night. 
I rocked Georgia to sleep. So she's two and eight months or something now, but she was like so overtired. She didn't have a nap and I'm like 37 weeks pregnant, like holding this like 14 <laughs> kilos. That's, that's different. That's not enjoyable for anybody. <laughs> but she's like, it was just this weird moment where she just obviously really needed yeah. me in that. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to get, I'm just going to enjoy this because there's probably not going to be many more moments that I get to hold you and, and rock you to sleep yeah. and stuff. Because I'm like, I just remember those early days of almost you're so tired and you're so exhausted and you're almost just like wishing it away. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, what I do for you to just like fall asleep in my arms again. <laughs> like it's just when you're in it, it's so oh. intense and so all-consuming that you feel like you're never going to get out of it. Yeah. And then you're out of it and you're like, oh, my goodness, like maybe I should have just been more in that moment and enjoyed them because they're already over and I'll never, ever get them back. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love that little bit of perspective that you have, yeah, between the two and, yeah, being able to really enjoy that. And it is hard. Like when you're in it and someone says, oh, just enjoy every moment, you're like, seriously, oh, Sandra, shut totally. up. I, I cannot enjoy anything because my eyes are falling out of my damn head. And it's true. It is. Like, so but, true. But it's, I think just being conscious to be like, okay, I'll I'll take advantage of these pockets of time. Yeah. It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> I remember so many people saying to me, because um, I went back working two days, I think when Georgia was like eight or nine weeks, like I felt good and I was ready and she, like, she was sleeping quite well at that stage. And I remember so many people being like, oh, just slow down and you're doing so much and you don't have to have it all together. And I'm like, but I like being like this. Like this is actually giving me a sense of purpose right yeah. now amongst all the like rest of the chaos and the mess of my house. <laughs> having this little bit that makes me feel together and like me is so important right now um and so whenever I say to mums now like oh just enjoy it I'm like oh I'm one of those people I'm one of those and as soon as it comes out of your mouth you're like oh god I know why but it's true it's true it's so true the only advice I do wish I listened to um, first pregnancy was to just slow down and to like relax. Cause I'm like, what I would do right now for like a day in bed oh. with Netflix and eating whatever I want. <laughs> I'm like, oh but I remember at the time yeah. being like, I don't even enjoy that stuff. Like I don't need to slow down. Like I don't enjoy laying around and being lazy. And I'm like, Oh God, if only I knew what was ahead. Past me was an idiot. Totally. Totally. It's so true. Um, now, I did want to shift gears a little bit and chat about your last pregnancy announcement with your third bubba. Um, so you actually posted on Instagram and shared with your community at the seven, I think it was about seven weeks, yeah, was it, that you weeks. were pregnant? Yeah. yeah. And I, I really resonated with your message in that because you shared about how, you know, there's quite a stigma or that around announcing pregnancies early and really having to kind of hold off to that, you know, 12 or 14 week mark. And it's something I found with both of my pregnancies was just this really weird stage of like, you're going through such a huge change and like your body is just like wild at this time. Yet you're not meant to, you know, you're told not to tell anyone and not to share it with anyone. But then I was like, but if something happens, these are all the people that I'm going to want to share it with first because I'm going through this. So I kind of really wanted to chat to you a bit about about that and I guess your headspace at that time and maybe how you had that conversation with Dan and, and felt really open to to share. Yeah, look, I think it's absolutely a personal decision and a lot of people don't want to share because it's something, you know, that obviously there's a lot of risks 
when it comes to early pregnancy and people don't want to have that conversation. That's completely fine. But I feel like, as you said, you know, your body is going absolutely crazy. You're not performing at the levels that you were. You're not feeling like yourself. You're, you can't even show up as yourself in a lot of cases. And some women are really lucky. You know, their early pregnancy is a breeze. And um, to those women, I say, I hate you. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> but, but, you know, some, for some people, it's not an issue. And it, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. But I feel like it needs to be a personal decision. And the fact that we've created this culture where, oh, look, it's actually a bit taboo to speak about early because what if something happens? And for me, um, I did the same thing with Archer. We announced our pregnancy early because I was like, this is, at the time I was actually, we were trying to conceive him and it was taking some time. So I was quite open with my community about the challenges that we had. And then I was like, I want to share this. This is something I want to celebrate. And when we fell pregnant with our third, it was a, look, I, I haven't felt like myself. I want to be open about it. We found out quite early. I was like just four weeks when we found out and I had morning sickness. I was tired. I was all over the place. And yeah, I just said to Dan, I want to, I want to share it early because I knew that if we lost the baby, I would want to have that conversation too. And it's, it's actually a lot to take on. And I think that that's, probably something to be cautious of is that are you ready to have that conversation because for us we unfortunately did have a miscarriage and it was devastating which any miscarriage is any loss is but whilst you're trying to navigate going through your own emotions and your own feelings it does open up a conversation for other people to be raw and real with their own and whether that's on an Instagram platform or just with your own friends and family having those blunt and honest conversations allows people to feel like they can do the same. So it is a lot to navigate, but I absolutely have no regrets. And if we do have another pregnancy, I'll announce early again, because irrespective of how far you are, whether you have a loss or not, like every child needs to be celebrated. And that little tiny person is so loved from the moment that you find out about it, that why are we keeping that a secret? I don't understand, you know, it's not fair. And for a mum, the process of miscarriage is so devastating. And I have had friends who went through it and I thought that I had a lot of empathy around it, but going through it myself, I realised the pure gravity and everything that's associated with it that I'm glad that I didn't have to hide that because that would have possibly been more damaging for me. Yeah, I remember like, you know, many years ago when I was working and stuff, hearing of mothers, you know, much later down the track having had miscarriages and they almost would, sorry, mothers that I was working with, and it was almost like told in a really private setting when we might have been on a work trip or something and it's like, and I just remember feeling this like just sense of, I don't know, not guilt, but just like almost shame that you didn't even, you weren't even aware of what they were navigating. And I'm like, here they are showing up to their jobs, like still smiling, you know, in these fast paced environments. And they've just gone through something so traumatic, yet we're almost encouraged to not talk about, well, one, not even talk about miscarriages, but to not even share this exciting news that the fact that they actually were pregnant. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's always seemed like such a a weird space, I guess, or a weird time in our lives as women to have to navigate. And so I guess that's why I really resonated with your post when you did share it, because I just thought, oh, I just felt 
all of this, but probably didn't have the strength to like turn around to my girlfriends at, you know, seven weeks or, and I'm like, it really made me think about, Hey, I hold the power here as well. Like it's, it's, it's my news. It's my responsibility to tell who I want to be able to tell. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just, I think that that was really beautiful that you allowed, you know, other women to feel like that and to know that it, it is okay to share if you want to. And it's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and again, it is, it's personal. It's a decision and you Ooh, might not totally. want to share. Yep. And, you know, I know people who have had miscarriages that, that they were okay with the outcome. You know, it's, mm. it's one of those things you, it's personal, but I don't feel like somebody else has the right to tell us that it's not appropriate because half the time yeah. it's because that conversation makes them uncomfortable, not you. Yes. And if yeah. you don't want to have that conversation, then uh, respectfully, that's not really my problem. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess those earlier stages of your miscarriage, how did you kind of find strength in your days when you have, you know, two other children to consider and, and to be looking after and caring for? I had a lot of mental breakdowns, <laughs> like yeah. a lot. It, um, yeah, I think it's, it is really difficult when you've got other children. Peyton was old enough to understand but not understand the gravity, I suppose, Yes, yep. And Archer, you know, is a toddler, doesn't care. So you, you just yeah. kind of, it, it was about finding moments to break down. Uh, the shower mm. was a great place for me. Adele got yep. a serious workout when I was in the shower, just, just falling my eyes out. Um, but I think it is to the point too that grief has stages and it's a roller coaster and I think we tend to forget that you can experience grief and joy simultaneously. You know, they, they don't have to be two separate things. You know, you can have pockets of joy and still find happiness when you're grieving. And that was what I was really conscious of to just kind of write it, write it all out and go with the punches and realize that, yeah, sometimes I have to put on a brave face for my kids, but it was okay for me to break down to Adele in the shower. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're so beautiful. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, you're just so open and and real about all of that. And I love that comment that you said about feeling joy and yeah, grief at the same time. You know, it's, it's so true that we, sometimes we isolate things and think, oh, we can't feel happy in this moment because there's so much else going on around us when yeah, really we can. So yeah. So I guess, you know, Danny, to wrap up, what, what's the future got in store? What's ahead for you? What's, what are the plans? Anything you can let us in on? I actually have a few things coming up, um, which is pretty exciting. So in June, on the 25th of June, I am hosting my first mum's event, um, which is basically, look, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty much just stemmed from the fact that I wanted to have a party during the day. And as mums, like, Boozy lunches is where I thrive, right? Like I absolutely thrive in a boozy lunch or brunch because I can go home and still get a decent night's sleep. But there's not like nightclubs aren't open during the day. And Mm. let's be real, like we just want to get drunk and have a dance floor. So I've created my own event where that happens. I had a respectable hour. I love that. (laughs) I love that. When I saw that on your Instagram, I'm like, girl, I wish I could buy a ticket right now, but I'm going to be in the depths. (laughs) 
I mean, you're very touch busy. You're very touch busy. I know. Um, oh, next next year, I'll yeah, come, well, sure. You know, maybe it'll be one of many, which I'm excited. So that's coming up in June, which will be just awesome, just an awesome space for people to connect. Um, and then I am actually doing a little project uh, that's relevant to loss, which is going to be still a couple of months away, but it's just something to help mums feel seen because I think, you know, as much as we are starting to talk about it more, you know, as someone who hadn't gone through it, I really didn't understand the gravity and I didn't understand just how many emotions were attached to it. And I think we sort of neglect to acknowledge just how powerful and how impactful that sort of time is for a mum and you know a lot of people will be like oh it was early or at least this and at least that but we're not acknowledging that you know someone lost a child irrespective of how far they are it's still a really painful experience so yeah yeah some little bit of something something happening in that space yeah no oh that's amazing that you're yeah you know I guess finding those bits of light to be able to to help other women and stuff and with the events that's so exciting is this your first time putting on an event well I actually used to plan events occasionally in my old role but I was doing it with um the company's credit card so yes, it was a very big different, yeah, very different <laughs> level of event. Um, but, yeah, the first one that I'm doing sort of of this nature. But I'm just really excited. It's more about just giving people an opportunity to even connect with other mums. You know, we it, it's hard. You can sort of say hi to someone at the park, but a lot of women struggle because we do evolve as we become mums and sometimes that means we lose friendships and you kind of want to find people on the same page. So, yeah, essentially that's what it stems from. So I'm excited. I love that. And yeah, that was something I never expected, I guess, the how quickly you evolve as a mum and how quickly your life changes. Obviously, that comes with so many other facets as well. And, you know, the friendships and the time that you have available is such a big part of that. So it's so true. You do really want those connections that like you're a bit more on the same page or in the same stage to just feel like, okay, what I'm going through is normal. (laughs) Like it's okay that I feel this way or it's okay that I'm having these thoughts or yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful. You're creating that space for women. Mm -hmm. And I guess where can people buy tickets if they want to come along. So they haven't gone on, well, they will have gone on sale by the time this airs. <laughs> but you can find um, find it through my Instagram at Dunny Rogers or the actual event slash podcast pages at Mummy Republic. So hopefully it will Amazing. be one of many. But I'm excited. Oh, s- so good. Denny, thank you so much for your time. Loved being able to finally connect yes. properly instead of just over our Instagram accounts. But no, thank you. And thank you for your friendship. It's been so nice being able to connect with you. And yeah, it's a beautiful space when you get the, those new little friendships pop in. Oh, so thank absolutely. you. <laughs> and thank you for having me. I'm really excited about our baby. Um, so I'm really pumped that that's happening. Not yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.